Always Right with Bob France on AM 1420. The answer. All right, we uh, started out north of the border to start this show. We're going to stay there now, and let's listen once again to then-leader of the Liberal Party, soon-to-be Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, expressing his admiration for the Chinese Communist Party of China and their dictatorship that allows them to run wild over the people. And we can't hear it for some reason. I think there may be a mute button pressed somewhere. Let's try this one more time. Justin Trudeau, take it away. There's a level of of, uh, admiration I actually have for China. Um, Because their basic dictatorship is allowing them uh, to actually turn their economy around on a dime and say, we need to go green as fast as we need to start you know, investing in solar. I mean, there is a flexibility that I know Stephen Harper must dream about of having a dictatorship that he could do everything he wanted. Uh, that I find quite interesting. Justin Trudeau thought uh, Stephen Harper wanted to be a dictator. He himself is expressing the desire to be a dictator. And now, in the midst of the freedom convoy, he is indeed embracing that role with the... Uh, uh, imposition of the Emergencies Act, which has never been done before in the nation of Canada. Joining us now to talk about where the protest stands and what is going to be done about the dictator sitting in the prime minister's seat in Canada is a member of the provincial parliament, Randy Hiller, joining us once again here on AM 1420, The Answer. Mr. Hillier, good morning, sir. Good morning, Bob. How are you today? I'm doing well. I was blown away, though, when I saw that that clip existed of Justin Trudeau expressing admiration, his words, great admiration, I believe it was, for China because of the dictatorship that they have that allows them to turn on a dime and do what they want because dictatorship gives you the flexibility of not having to listen to the people. Um, How did you receive that? Well, listen, this is one of the things that I've told people uh, long ago. We we have wanted... People have not wanted to believe that there was something sinister going on in our country for the last two years. They didn't want to believe that our that our government was not being kind-hearted and benevolent. But Justin Trudeau has been very true to his words. He does admire communist China. He has stated it on many occasions. Um, and... He has been taking Canada on that route for for a good long time, especially so in the last two years, and now especially so with this invoking of the War Measures Act, the legacy, uh, the successor to the War Measures Act, uh, the Emergency Act, which gives him a complete unilateral authority to seize bank accounts, to seize assets, to compel people to do things such as tow trucks or to not be permitted to travel from one area to another. Uh, This is complete uh, and unfettered authoritarian rule that he is trying to invoke in Canada at the moment. Um, I don't, I think Canadians have seen and have uh, what's going on. We've seen it with the freedom protests, with the freedom convoys. I don't think he's going to get away with it. Um, I'm, I'm certain he's not going to get away with it, but there could be some pain before we uh, uh, before we get rid of this um, authoritarian usurper that we have in, in Ottawa. We're talking with Randy Hillier, member of the Canadian Provincial Parliament. Um, the reaction from the truckers who are at the heart of all of this, uh, Mr. Hillier, 
has been very interesting. They have basically said no one really cares about any announcement. They've already been doing these emergency powers, and all it does is make us dig our heels in more. Uh, the irony is that these very powers and threats are why we are here. In other words, we're already here because we know they have uh, dictatorial powers. Otherwise, they wouldn't be forcing people to take these jabs into their arms. So what they're doing now is just doubling down on it, and we are going to redouble our efforts. My question for you is, how long can they dig those heels in? What is their oh, end game Oh, there's here? a lot of resolve, Bob. Uh, okay. You know, like, people do understand that our country, uh, our way of life, is under direct assault. Uh, people, the, the Freedom Convoy is dug in. Um, you know, the, and I, I believe they all understand this, that, they have to win. There is no backing down here. Um, if they back down, we are finished as a free Western liberal democracy. There, uh, uh, we will never regain our freedoms again. If we, um, you know, I use the term. You know, there, there is that term. Uh, it's widely used. Um, you know, this is the hill they're going to die on, uh, Bob. Like they know. They cannot, uh, what we, we need a return to normal, and there is no return to normal if they give up in Ottawa or if they you are know, defeated. Right, right now, Trudeau and his, uh, if I can go over the top here and say henchmen, um, right now they are using the police essentially to enforce their orders, uh, arresting people, having trucks towed, and so forth. Um, what happens, Mr. Hillier, when he turns to the military? I, I don't believe he will turn to the military. And let's just be what we have seen here in Ottawa right at the moment. The Well, let's clarify. First off, what Trudeau has done is he essentially taking ownership and control of all the police forces in, in Canada. Uh, a, a police chief can no longer make independent decisions um so but what we and one of the reasons most of our police services have been respectful and considerate of the protesters recognize that they have a lawful uh, freedom and right to protest public policy um so and we have seen um for the most part um other tow trucks uh, and whatnot will not um remove these rigs so um i don't believe you know i i'll say it to you in this way bob i know a great many canadian soldiers who have gone overseas to fight for freedom for others they have put their lives on the line in combat right and to ensure other people can be free i don't for a minute believe that our military could be utilized against the civilian population here in Canada. I think um, Trudeau understands that as well. Um, you know, he has not indicated he will try to use the military um, because everybody, we, we can see his narrative is now crumbling substantially here at home and around the world that to use military authorities against a civilian population for a public policy disagreement 
Yeah, that is, uh, you know, how how do you describe that? That is not a democracy. Well, you know how I would describe that, it? I would describe it as dictatorial, and that's exactly what uh, we're talking about, though. We're talking about a uh, man who has expressed his uh, admiration, profound adver- uh, uh, admiration for, for communist dictatorships, um, and so I'm just, you know, I'm not suggesting he would turn to the military as a first option, obviously, but if his police and his commandeering of all of the police in Canada, taking the powers away from the chiefs to issue orders, they're all following the orders of, of the, you know, the, of the prime minister, and if it fails, if they fail to clear Ottawa and, and break up the convoy and stop it all, if he's as, if he's as dictatorial as he sounds, the next step is, you know, I mean, I think I compared to you last time we spoke, you know, emergency powers is kind of the Canadian equivalent of martial law in the United States. And under martial law, a president can turn the military loose against the people if they're if the people aren't uh, complying. It is martial law. There, there's no question about that, Bob. What I'm saying is I don't believe our military, I think... We saw this in Ottawa yesterday where the chief of police for the Ottawa city of Ottawa police resigned. He will not do what Trudeau wants him to do. Um, uh, I, I believe we would see a, a complete rejection by our military. Uh, we're seeing the, the general population refusing to abide uh, or, or bend to these authoritarian measures. Um, so I, uh, you know, and I also have some optimism, Bob, that because we've seen it in the federal parliament, a, a, a significant increase in uh, opposition to Justin Trudeau is building in our parliament. Uh, um, you know, it was just a short while ago where he was getting unanimous approval on all his measures. There was a vote in the House that he won on Monday, but of 180 members to 150. So, and this, everybody has seen this emergency act as an excessive, unjustified overreach, which cannot be justified in a public policy disagreement. So, I, I think what we will see, uh, if if Justin Trudeau continues his march towards authoritarian power, the parliament will will remove him as the executive of this country. And I know that's something that you have talked about, the vote of non-confidence. I'm going to ask you about that again, but not, not before I ask you about the banking situation. As a part of this Emergencies Act, Randy Hillier, member of the provincial parliament in Canada, um, he has ordered the banks to essentially freeze the assets of anybody who is deemed to be spending in support of this quote unquote unlawful illegal uh, protest. Um, I, it's it's my it's my view, and I do not want to say anything to hurt Canada at, at you know big picture Canada, capital C Canada. But my advice to some friends of mine who are in Canada has been. Take every cent you have out of every bank where you have it right now. Crush, cripple the Canadian banking system, and and that's the only way he's going to buckle. It's the only way that I think the people of Canada can can take control back from this, you know, this this little mini tyrant, uh, Justin Trudeau. If he's going to if he's going to order assets frozen, take every nickel out of the banks and watch them collapse, and watch how quickly Justin Trudeau folds. Is that is that sound thinking, or is that going too far? 
Well, it's already started to happen, Bob. You know, I've talked to many people uh, yesterday who now, because of our uh, money laundering uh, regulations and whatnot, our banks um, limit you to $5,000 a day in cash withdrawals without a report back to uh, the regulators. I know a great number of people who have started withdrawing their cash, transferring their cash to more secure accounts. Um, and, um, and I was getting many reports that banks were running out of cash yesterday in Canada um, because of this run um, that was predicated because of, of, of this potential seizure. Um, so this is backfiring. There's no question about it. Um, uh, ATM machines are empty. Uh, uh, banks are being drained of their cash. Um, people are uh, people are taking precautions uh, uh, in these very precarious times. So, um, and I think you know the banks will be. This is very odd. What he's done, he has empowered the banks to seize the and freeze these accounts, where instead of the government doing it, um, and I think there is a, a saving grace there. As the banks see these runs on their cash um, and the movement of assets, um, I think the banks are going to um, wake up and indicate to Trudeau that they're they'll be slitting their own throats if they act on his uh, emergency powers. Randy Hillier is my guest from the Provincial Parliament. Um, uh, on January 30, you sent out a press release that said Canadians have lost confidence in their government. Two weeks later, Canadians are being assaulted by their government, literally and figuratively. So you announced at that time you were pushing for a vote of non-confidence upon the uh, current federal government. Um, where does that stand? Well, it's still, we, as, as I spoke with you last, the opposition party, the Conservative Party, did have a motion of confidence in their caucus and removed their leader, who had been very willing and compliant to the um, Prime Minister's desires um, and, and, and actions. So at least now we have um, a credible, a somewhat credible opposition now in our um, parliament, uh, similar to your Congress. Um, we have seen now uh, a number of liberal members uh, uh, break ranks and vote against Trudeau uh, in, on Monday's motion. I suspect that that will continue the numbers of liberal uh, elected members will break ranks uh, and that there will be um, if Trudeau continues pushing for these authoritarian powers, I have no doubt um, at the end of the day he will be the one who um, f- falls from his own um, appetite for for dictatorial powers. Uh, you know, I, I do I remain confident that there are more good people than sinister evil people. Uh, in Parliament, and and of course, at the end of the day, they they all want to protect their jobs as well. And the Canadian public is rising up substantially against this excessive uh, use of power by Trudeau. 
Well, I'll tell you what, uh, it's, uh, it's very heartening to hear you say that. I'm glad that there are more good than bad. I'm glad that there are more people who realize that their own political futures uh, rest upon what the Canadian people say about all of this. And I'm glad that there is going to be an uprising against uh, this, this little dictator, a man who has admitted his own fondness for dictatorship and flexibility to do what he wishes, as he wishes, even at the peril of the people. Um, there's got to yeah. be a massive pushback, and I'm glad that the protest movement is doubling down. I I think there's one other thing, Bob, as well, is that people realize that this this is not... If Trudeau is successful in this regard, um, this doesn't end. Um, He will use these powers for climate change. He will use these powers for whatever whim and fad that he fancies on any particular day and and this is precedent setting to for a government to seize private property to seize cash bank accounts um, this is this is unprecedented and a it cannot be allowed to stand if it if it does get passed and, and your listeners should know um, he has invoked the war measures or the emergency act um, which has only ever been done on three previous occasions, during World War One, World War Two, and during what was called the FLQ crisis, when uh, a British diplomat and a, um, and a minister of the Crown were abducted back in 1970 and bombs were exploding with the separatist movement in Quebec. Only three other times. Um, and, you know, but if this is permitted to, to go forward... We all know this power to seize cash and bank accounts will never be relinquished by our government. In the history of history, no dictatorship has ever given back powers that they have taken from the people. The only time they've been relinquished is if they are defeated and the powers are taken back by force. And I'm not suggesting I want to see a civil war. I don't want to see any of those things in my country nor yours. But you're right. Dictators do not give powers back. It has to be no, not willingly. You either do it through absolute political pressure or through violence. And political pressure is so extreme now. Um, I I think uh, uh, righteousness and and free freedom will defeat this uh, sinister. Uh, Prime Minister that we have in our country. Your words to God's ears. Uh, Randy Hillier, Provincial Parliament Member in Canada. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time very much. Best of luck to you, sir. Thank you, Bob. All right. Prayers and blessings, really, for the entirety of the Canadian population. They need it right now. But what he just said is true. If he can use the Emergency Powers Act for this, he'll use it for climate change orders. He'll use whatever he has to once the precedent has been established that this is okay. Dictators never give back powers, ever. 9.55, right back.